Hello everyone, this is Zach from the That's What She Said podcast. In the interest of time, Nicole and I have decided to split this episode up into two parts, this being the first of the two parts. So please sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Welcome to another episode of That's What She Said with Zach and Nicole. Awesome. Nicole, what are we talking about today? All right. So let's get right on into it, Zach. We're going to be talking about um, a very brief thing from Marvel. So there's been, there has been a lot of chatter in Marvel recently since even in quarantine. Um, So one of the things that I found the most fascinating was on April 16th, uh, Joss Whedon actually, I don't know, I don't think he met with them on that day, but uh, rumor came out saying, or not a rumor, but so someone leaked that Joss Whedon, who directed both Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron, Joss Whedon met with Marvel Studios about Fantastic Four, which is a rumor, wasn't confirmed, but everybody is assuming that. And um, non-related, kind of, but John Krasinski has also been confirmed after me and you have kind of chatted briefly about that in the past. Um, we said, There were rumors probably in the beginning of this year, I want to say, or kind of last year that John Krasinski was rumored to have spoken with them, and he's been asked in many interviews, and he said, no, like, I haven't spoken with them. But now there's... Um, there is a confirmation that he has had multiple meetings with Marvel and couldn't find that tweet again, but I know there was a rumor that he was either up for a role or he's up for directorial because we know that he has dabbed in screenwriting for A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place 2 and he's started it and he directed it. So I would not be surprised if they met with him to see if he's interested in either. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was for Fantastic Four, since a lot of the fans have voiced their opinion, saying they really want him to be Reed Richards. Um, if not, I, I wouldn't find it a coincidence at all, considering Emily Blunt has also been recruited mm. by them. But we don't even know. We won't even know yet. And I, I, I kind of feel like they would have been announced at this San Diego Comic-Con if it hadn't been canceled. I don't know. But I have a feeling more of 2021 Comic-Con, we will find out more information. Yeah, I think it's probably going to find out in 2021. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think we'll find out now, especially considering that we don't know who's going to be directing it or who's going to be writing it, really. There's not a lot of information on it. Um, I mean, at least and- we know it's inevitable that it will, that they are going to remake Fantastic Four and the X-Men. X-Men's kind of on the rocks. We don't know yeah. exactly if they're going to go back into the origin story. And I've, I've been asked a lot by a few friends who know we love Marvel. Um, if we think that Fantastic Four is going to go back to the origin story. I think it's going to have to. I think um, so because Marvel's going to want to put their own twist on it. And um, considering the fact that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has already established the different projects by Commander Ross, then I think considering the X-Men, especially Wolverine being Project X, in order to fit Wolverine into the Marvel timeline, they will have to go back and redo a lot of that stuff. 
I think so. But I don't think we'll hear anything from Fantastic Four, at least until maybe 2021, if not even just Fantastic yeah. Four, but I don't think we'll hear anything about John Krasinski's involvement or Emily Blunt's involvement until maybe 2021, unless they're trying to keep a wraps on it. Because I just found out, side note, I just found out that um, Sebastian Stan, who plays Bucky and mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Mackie, who plays the Falcon and Sam Wilson, they found out about their show, I think two years prior to Infinity War and Endgame. So like imagine all these actors being fronted and not being able to say anything for at least a couple of years, which I wouldn't be yeah. shocked. Yeah. Which is why he's keeping a lid on it. I don't think we'll find out if John's involved until he's cost. Like until there's official like paperwork. Right. If, and if official... paperwork's if paperwork's in that John has been cast as Reed Richards, then I can fairly assume that Josh Whedon would be directing or another director would be directing. But Personally, again, I don't I, even think we'll find that out till next summer. To be I don't honest. think we'll find out till next summer. And I think considering how coronavirus has kind of paused a lot of things and made a lot mm-hmm. of people renegotiate what they've started, I think that um Disney's probably going to have a, yeah, it's going to have a hard look at it in real life, figure out, is this right? Is this the right time to do this right now? Or can we, can we wait a little bit longer? And especially considering all the films that have been pushed back, we have to kind of wait for those successes before we jump into a whole new cinematic universe. I mean, we still haven't even got Eternals yet. So that's another thing to think about. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if X-Men didn't come out till at least later in, the 2020 2023 24 maybe i think i think i think we're pushing it back yeah oh no i was gonna say 25 at least 25 or 26 25 or 26 i mean it's possible again it really depends on the successes of these films coming up and how that how they work i mean obviously marvel's gonna earn a billion dollars off of one of them but it's it's really just considering you know how big and momentous these characters are x-men and fantastic four aren't jokes you can't play around with that material and you have to do it right right. and a lot of the fans were really like mad and they didn't like the newer x-men so i see them recasting and doing all that but yeah we'll see we'll see um so another yeah venom um sony's marvel venom they uh, finally released a title, which I was kind of shocked with, not going to lie, because I didn't realize that they would announce it so, I guess, early. Um, Let There Be Carnage is going to be Venom 2's title, which we all, which if any, everyone saw at the end of uh, Venom, the end credit was Tom Hardy's, I always mess up his name, Eddie. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hardy goes to the jail at the end and he meets Woody Harrelson's Venom, which that kind of got spoiled for me because I heard Woody Harrelson had been cast. Um, or I guess it was leaked that he had been cast, but nobody kind of knew his involvement really. And then we learned that he says at the end, let there be carnage. And we figure out, oh crap, he's going to be the villain of the next, of the next movie. So um, I know you had more... Involvement Dude, with this one. I'm psyched. <laughs> I am psyched. Um, That's I'm the first time I've ever heard you so say that about a Marvel. Film. Interested to. See, I'm, I'm interested to see how it works out. I and and again, I don't think Venom was that bad. I think it was. I liked decent. it. Honestly. Yeah. So I think I think this is a good take for for Sony. I think that they can obviously up the ante with Carnage. I mean, 
That's going to be crazy. Um, and since we have Venom and we have a Spider-Man. Okay, so speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Spider-Man, though. So yes. Tom Hardy also posted to Instagram a picture of Venom eating Spider-Man. I did see that. Uh, with the caption, let there be carnage, um, and then quickly deleted it. So fans are feeling that's maybe a possible spoiler for the movie. Um, we still don't know. And we also don't know how Spider-Man 3 is going to turn out. So we'll see what happens there. There's but... been no comment from Tom Holland, which obviously he can't, he can and won't say anything, even though he's notorious for spoilers, but still adore him. Um, there was, oh, what did he say? Oh, sorry. I lost my train of thought. I had, I had a good one, but <laughs> no, he, um, there was supposed to be Spider-Man was going to come out right after that, but they obviously changed that to November. So we don't know. Um, oh my God, I really lost my train of thought on that one. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't, oh, sorry. Okay. Charlie Cox actually just, uh, speaking of Spider-Man three though, Charlie Cox actually announced that he will not be returning as his daredevil character. So yeah. So there's, so there's like people are speculating okay so what does that mean and i i don't know if they're gonna recast but relating that it just i guess it depends on whether whether charlie cox was put in the movie to be daredevil in spider-man 3 it really depends on whether he was already up for that you know could be. Uh, he could he could probably say well my contract's up i'm done with, done yeah. with marvel and sony and, and i don't want to deal yeah so Which is fair. I, I mean it really depends but I am excited for Venom 2. I thoroughly enjoyed Venom. I, there was a lot of... I feel like Venom was treated as Captain Marvel was treated as well. Because a lot of people were very iffy with Venom. I don't know. Like, the same hate I... The same hate that Captain Marvel received was how people were talking to me about Venom. Because they were like, why do we need that? I, I don't know about Tom Hardy. And then Tom Hardy kind of hit it out of the ballpark, in all honesty. I could have gone without that villain, though. Hundred percent. I, I was, think. I think it was the actor. I think. I think people just aren't pleased with Sony, and everyone prefers what Marvel has been doing with their with movies. Disney, Disney Marvel. Yeah. So I think that's why there was a lot of heat, and then for for Captain America, it's obviously because Tony Marvel. was pitched as sorry. That's what I say, Captain Marvel. You say Captain I America. Said, Sorry, Captain, Captain Marvel. Tony was pitched as the figurehead for the MCU, and then the MCU is telling us that, no, it's really Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. And so a lot of people who are diehard Iron Man fans felt some sort of way. Um, and then, obviously, misogyny and other things. But uh, that's, I think that's where a lot of that came from. Um, okay, moving on to... Yeah. Hercules. Oh my gosh. Oh the long awaited Disney announcement. Um, Skylar Schuler, I believe his name is through Twitter. Um, he announced it because he's with the Disney Insider. Um, I want to make sure I got his name right. But he announced that Hercules is finally happening. And I am a huge Hercules fan. And I, I know like my sister is too. And a bunch of people were very excited because we've been wanting. We've actually been wanting a Hercules Broadway show. That, that was initially how we all had spoken about it. And then finding out that Disney wants to do a live action, I think 
this is going to be a huge hit or miss for Disney. They're either going to hit it out of the ballpark and it's going to be one of the best live actions they've done, or it's going to be so bad that we're going to despise Disney for touching such a classic. I mean, Disney's really 0 for 3 right now with their live actions, in my opinion. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. I mean, really like... like I, I, thought, I, I thought Beauty and the Beast know, was four. really well. Four. I, didn't, I wasn't too fond of Beauty and the Beast. I, did, I hated the auto-tune that they added to a lot of the singing voices. I felt they should just let people sing and mess up. That's what they did with Lame Is, and it works. Just, just let them sing and, and, and mess it up. Um, well, I like. I wasn't I know particularly you, happy with Ewan McGregor's. With I wasn't happy with Aladdin. Cinderella kind of sucks. I mean, I I'm really I really don't think this was a good idea, especially because, in my opinion, I feel like Aladdin the live action takes a lot of direction from Aladdin the musical. Okay, and I think given that. I don't see how Hercules is going to work if they're going straight from the animated material. Because a musical is a very clear step up from the animated. Well, we also you can do a lot know. more in a musical. No, I'm just saying, like, you can do a lot more with a musical that replicates the animated film rather than an animated film straight to a live action. There's a, you can... You can change a lot and you can play with a lot because when you go to see a musical, you're inherently going to see something that you don't believe is real, you know? And so given the fact it's going to be a film, now we have to sell you on everything because a film is supposed to replicate reality more than theater does. So I still feel like Hercules should be a musical first because, I mean, the music's incredible. We've waited so long for one. It's already been in the works and has been shown at the public theater to to numerous success. So why haven't we gone down that route of Disney fully funding a musical to now they're saying, okay, we're going to do a live action film. I just don't see the point. And like you said, it's really going to make or break. It's been more popular, I feel like, more recently that live action, like movies and live actions are becoming more popular than they are going straight to Broadway. Maybe they, maybe Disney, and I don't speak for Disney, but maybe Disney is saying, like thinking, okay, let's put this into a live action. And if it does well, we'll send it to Broadway. Which I know should be the opposite, but like Frozen, Frozen was a movie first and then they turned into a Broadway show. And that took, I think like a year maybe to get it. Right. So we don't know. Maybe this will turn out really well for their, for their part maybe it'll but again that's all theory and speculation on how it can finally become a broadway musical well well follow the money that's really what you have to say is follow the money where what a live action is going to make more money than a broadway musical is going to in the first weeks of sales i mean given the fact that a majority of disney films have grossed over a billion dollars in their yeah. first few weeks of sale you're going to make a lot more money from a live action film than you are from a musical that's guaranteed. Second of all, consider Frozen, like you said, Frozen was a film, then turned into a musical. If now they just decided they were going to do a Frozen live action, it would make more sense to dick material from the musical because you already see how it works with well, actual actors and audiences to then make a full film out of it. 
I will give it to Frozen, though. Frozen was not a movie yet until a few years ago. So I'll give it to them in that aspect that it did so well as a movie that they wanted it to become a Broadway show, whereas Hercules was already a 90s classic. And, I mean, they could have gone either way first. I just don't see the point of Disney... I don't see the point of Disney touching their Renaissance films. I really don't see the point. And and I get why, because it makes a lot of money. And, you know, honestly, Disney are experimenting with different mediums of selling their Renaissance films again. I mean, consider the live action, not the live action, the uh, TV musical for The Little Mermaid. I mean, that kind of bombed, but it's an experiment. They're seeing how it works. Um, and Disney have already done The Little Mermaid musical. So they know what that looks like if Little Mermaid is going to be the next exactly. live action film in the in the list but i i just i don't see how oh, it's I'm gonna not, work I, i'm not looking forward don't. to that little mermaid live action film in all honesty i just there's some movies that there's some classics that you can't touch and i feel like little mermaid i don't know i could say like in a year and a half two years whenever it comes out i could say oh my god like i loved i loved it as a live action but right. i get what you're saying like even lilo and stitch they're trying to touch that and put it into live action there's some things that you just can't turn into a live action and some things that you probably shouldn't i mean let's let's I'm, look at mulan for instance like mulan we still don't know what that's going to look like but i think honestly, making I'm mulan into a I'm live action forward to it no but I that's am. what i'm saying i think making mulan was a great move because considering the fact that uh the chinese demographic hated the original mulan that there was so much backlash that they exactly. wanted to the musical version of it. So in order to to really present Mulan and do it justice, they're doing a live action remake that retells a story historically towards the facts of, you know, the Chinese culture. Great. You've got Asian actors in it. Great. Like Disney have ticked every single box they needed to from Mulan. However, now we're looking at things like Hercules and, you know, The Lion King and, you know, yeah. why you don't really need to... And, I mean, maybe they will do something where Hercules contains uh, uh, Greek-looking actors and, and, and they really go the more historic route, the way they were doing like Aladdin, having, you know, um, pe- ethnic people in the film to kind of replicate what the movie was trying to do. I just, I think that Disney do this thing where because children are being reintroduced to these movies, they give you part of the nostalgia and then they shape it in a new direction and that never seems to work the way i think it's supposed to which brings me to my next question related to the greek casting who do you think who would be your dream cast if you had if you if like they just announced like tomorrow okay we have our hercules hades and meg who would you want to see whose names would you want to see and would make you more excited for this film i really don't know I really don't have one. Really? No. I mean, I've heard, I've heard different fan castings, you know. Um, I think this is one of those, like, live actions that you have to, like, wait to see who they are casting and then base your opinion and emotion off of that. Again, I, I, I genuinely... Okay, this is the argument that I think is where Hollywood kind of plays with me in a sense of... You know that in order to get butts in seats, that Disney is going to bring in celebrity names, top names who may not have thorough acting experience, but are a name brand to play particular characters. I've heard Ariana Grande being Meg. Now, 
Would I be surprised at that? Absolutely not. Do I think Ariana Grande can play Meg? Maybe. But I'm not surprised by a move like that. People saying, you know, Jim Carrey is Hades. Now, I totally understand that. I personally wouldn't want to see Jim Carrey be Hades because I think his style is very different to... um, What's his name? James. I forgot his name. But Oh, I just saw his name on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, I just think that the, the personality of Hades does not um uh is it, not the same as what Jim Carrey's energy. Jim Carrey brings a whole different energy to to every role. And I just I think yes, he could tap into that, but I, I just I wouldn't want to see it. I would I'd want to see someone who has that same sarcastic energy. Uh, James Woods, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to see someone who had the same sarcastic energy James Woods had. Um, Hercules, I honestly think it's going to be a no-name, someone we've never seen before. I think the same way they did it with Aladdin, I think they're going to make a star. I think I, I, I think it's going to be like that. a, not, I don't want to say a low level, I'll, I'll say like a, a B or C act. I don't like rating actors because like A-list people are people who are like up there, like RDJ, Chris Evans, um, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, all those people. I feel like it's going to be like a B or C-list actor who has been, who has already dabbled into acting, has has a few projects under their belt, but is not very well known. Like you may have seen him here and there. Like he's, he's maybe been a supporting actor, but hasn't had like maybe he's only maybe had two minutes in a movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think Hercules will be somebody who we've seen but aren't like too aware of yet. And then Hercules could be their breakout role. That's my prediction. I think it's either going to be a C-list actor or someone we've never met before. Someone who who like someone who's been audition. in the background of a film for maybe like no. A couple. I generally I generally believe it's probably going to be someone who's a C-list actor who's had some experience. They've dabbled in it, or someone who is relatively new. Someone who maybe they've been an extra, maybe they've done a few projects, but nothing too big, but someone who, who really is very young, who, who's just started out. I mean, considering Hercules is a young character, he's young and naive. That's the whole point of Hercules. I so, mean, we haven't even seen the age range yet, because usually like some films will announce, oh, we're looking for somebody, uh, a young man yeah, between the, break, the age of 18 the and 25. The breakdowns come out yet, yeah. So they haven't, haven't even, they don't even have a director yet, to be completely honest. They're, exactly. they, they're looking, they have the producers, they have, they're looking for, I wouldn't be surprised if we heard, if news broke out in the next few weeks of a director, because I know that they've said someone said that they are or someone reported that disney is meeting with through zoom calls via zoom calls with directors and like casting directors and everything to bring them on board with hercules so i wouldn't be surprised if we found on the next maybe by june who the director is and then probably by after summertime maybe late summer because it took little mermaid the live action i think it took them like four or five months to find a an eric Took them a while because I remember the story. The story broke. (laughs) They they went after Harry Styles though. I will tell you that, and that would have been interesting. But that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. They literally went with a C list actor who I. They will go with. So I genuinely believe what's going to happen is right. It's going to be a test to see if can we get Danny DeVito to come back and play Phil. If we can do that, they're fifty percent of the way there. Then they have to see, okay, who's another name star who we can bring in? Someone like, you know, you see how Hercules Beyonce is in it. Cast last. So, 
Hercules is going to be the last person to cast. I believe probably Ariana Grande will come in as Meg. I genuinely believe she'll probably be be courted for that. Well, role. that depends and on then, her schedule because I. It, it, I mean, it Beyonce did it. Negotiations. Beyonce did it. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, who's more busy than Beyonce? So, really, like... Nobody. <laughs> exactly. So, if Beyonce has time to do the Lion King, I genuinely believe that, that Ariana Grande could come in and, and play Meg. I, I believe you know that what? possibility. And then it would really be, you know, who's Hercules? Because we don't know. And then we have to think about the muses. Because, I mean, they're the narrators and the most important part of this, of this film. Who are the muses going to be? And I've heard Lizzo being up there. I've heard Amber, Amber Riley, Riley being in there. I've heard different people, and we really don't know. And another thing is, these girls have to sing. There is no way around that. Like, you have to sing. And I don't really want to listen to Lizzo rapping for, you know, an hour and 20. Like, I really don't. I love Lizzo, but do I really want to see Lizzo rapping all of these Hercules songs? No, I want to see her sing it. I so wouldn't be surprised. If she's up to sing it, I'm cool, but... I wouldn't be surprised for the muses, especially also the muses, if we got half known actresses and then half maybe like Broadway. I think or we're going to get, yeah, Ooh, we're going you know to get Broadway and we're going to get people who can actually sing. Like you people know saying Jennifer Hudson and things like that. I, I, I believe that's going to be. What if, what if they tapped the original Hamilton ladies? No. You don't think so? Um, I mean, it, it wouldn't be a shock. But I would also be like, I okay. wouldn't have Philippa so. I, 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 maybe the other two. Um, no, I w- yeah, I meant um, oh, the older sister. I can't remember her name. Yes. That's uh, who I'm thinking of for the me. role. Her name has escaped me. But yes, no, I, I agree with you. I think she might be in talks. I definitely believe she should be. LaShawn's may come back, and I believe she probably would be another one. Um, Danielle Brooks, I think, is another one. I think uh, Jennifer Hudson, maybe in talks to was do Jennifer it as Hudson well. in the original? No. Oh. But I mean if you're thinking about voices, who's who who who's better than Jennifer Hudson? You know? I mean So I that's what I, I think that you're gonna see um Well fan casts have started, which it's been interesting seeing who everybody wants to play. And I will, I will admit though, because I know you and I talked about Jim Carrey the other day. Um, but I saw like a side by side picture, like they had Hercules in the middle, and then they had Ewan McGregor, and they had I know, and then they had Jim Carrey. And I have to admit though, seeing Hades in the middle and then seeing Jim Carrey, I, I can't help but maybe picture him in that role. Um, I- but, I just okay, think it would be so, interesting. It could be a I, hit or miss. I think that, again, a lot of people are considering Jim Carrey because who else embodies, you know, manic, crazy characters like Jim Carrey? There's no one else in the industry who does it better than Jim Carrey. But if we're talking about, if we're talking about the actual character of Hades, the way James Woods did it versus the kind of energy Jim Carrey brings to a role. I think they're two very different things. And I think considering that aspect is a bad idea. But I think in terms of getting butts and seats, yeah, they're going to put Jim Carrey in that role. There's no doubt. Brene Elise Goldsberry, that's her name. The, uh, Hamilton, the older sister. I like her. 
I think she would be in talks, and I think she'd be. She is one of those few. Like when we talk about muses, like she's one of the very few who I automatically think of, and also Amber Riley. Amber Riley even went on Twitter and she said, "Hello, Disney. I'm here. I'm ready to work." And it, I, I'm vote. I'm I'm rooting for her to be in it. I don't know. I, I. It's one of those things. How we said the other day. It's I have to see who they're in talks with because there will be rumors, and then that'll kind of allow me to be like, okay. Yeah. I could see them in this role or no, like, please find someone else. If you're, if you're debating between this person, and that person, um, could I see Ariana Grande as Meg? I could, and I would not be surprised at all. If Disney purposely gave her Meg's song to sing from that last Disney sing along, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe they did that, um, to see how fans reacted to her singing it. And then every, everyone blew up about it. Everybody loved it. Everybody said she should, to be Meg, cast her as Meg. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. Like, we know she is a triple threat. She does have the acting skills. She has been on Broadway. She's been on Victorious. She can sing. She's sung Broadway before. So, I mean. But that's the argument is, is yes, we want celebs to get butts in seats, but we also need people who can sing. You have to find people who can sing because you can't do these musicals where they can't sing. There is no way that, that, you know, LeFou and Gaston should be outshining the Beast and Belle in Beauty and the Beast. There is no way that should happen. Oh. And Luke Evans and, and Josh Gad knock that film out of the park. Their oh roles my God, are they so were incredible. Phenomenal. So, so that's what I'm saying is you can't have people who know how to actually sing and act in a musical form against people who have no clue. That's just, it just doesn't work. And you can't just say, oh yeah, we got Emma, Emma Watson as Belle. Yes, she looks great as Belle. But again, can she sing? Can she carry this musical? That's another question. That's the that first be... thing I asked when, her, when she was casted. I was like, can she sing? Because again, it's a musical. It's a musical. You, you, even Stephen Schwartz, when he was talking about making these, these, these animated features, he goes, yes, they're animated, but you have to consider they are musicals. They are inherently pure Broadway musicals. So you, Broadway is essential, in my opinion. You have to test it out in Broadway because oh, if you don't, you're losing out on that factor of understanding what actually works. I mean, in order for, again, you know, Will Smith ran because you had James Monroe Igerhart playing Genie on Broadway. That's the only way you make that. You don't go from Robin Williams to Will Smith. That's not a, a logical no. transition. You have to have James Monroe Igerhart nail it as Genie for someone to see like, oh, the Genie can be black? Okay, uh, who's a big black actor name that we could bring into this that would be fun and, 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 and we know has a clean track record? Will Smith, there's nobody cleaner. Like, <laughs> it's a very... Logical jump. You, you can't miss the Broadway section, in my opinion. And you know what? Speaking of Aladdin, um, they, list, they got a C-list actor to play Aladdin, too. I've never exactly seen him what in I'm films. They got Naomi Scott, which was, she was good. I liked her. I, I, liked her. I, I thought her performance was good. Um, but that, that's exactly bringing it back to your point. Aladdin was a no-name actor who every, everyone fan-casted Avin Jogia from Victorious. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was as soon as they announced that the live action oh, I know Aladdin was in, in production, they were like, okay, well, you need to cast Avin Jogia. He's perfect. He is who we want. Then they found a C-list actor. So obviously there was a reason for that. And then they got Naomi Scott, who I didn't even know could sing. Oh, wait, she was on Lemonade Mouth. Just kidding. But yeah, she could sing. And then Will Smith, 
But you also got all these other people. Like you got a her handmaid was a C list actor too. Not her really. Father, she was on New Girl. She's well, one I, of the she's she's more B list than C list. B list, sorry. Well, I mean I, I only watched Bedra. New she's Girl more, for a little she's bit. She's more B list than C list, you know. But so I, I think I think I, I agree now because Katie said the same thing to me when we found out Hercules was gonna be live action. She said that she thinks that Hercules is gonna be a no name actor. So I would, I would like to see that. I don't, cause think like, if we think about it, like if we got somebody like a Hemsworth, not that I know that they would be cast, but there's just so much pressure on that point. Cause you're like, okay, they're perfect, but can they sing? Can they embody right. Hercules correctly? And ab- like, along with these other actors, like I know they can't look for just the build. Cause that's what no. Katie and I were talking about. We're like, okay, they have to look for someone with a build or, they're gonna have to CGI that, but I will be super flames to CGI that. They might as well do what they did. Well, with they have to Captain when he's first skinny. Yeah, they'll do what they did with Captain America. Where that's what I said super too. CGI him skinny, but really when he's when he's buffed out, it's. But we need a buff guy out. who can yeah. sing. Yeah. yeah, and that's just not something you come across every day. And if you do, majority of those people are Broadway actors. So again, there's Maybe really no way around it. Broadway. They probably will, but I get you have to nail that those those key pieces you have to nail. And if Danny DeVito doesn't come back to play Phil, who does? I have so many you questions. He's the first person that they're going to, and they're saying, "However, we no. can get you in this film. We will yeah, get you in course. this film. Of we will course. work around your schedule. You were the only person to embody Phil the sa- but that's fire. Up to, the that's up to Danny." The Seder. But that's up, to, that's up to Danny. If Danny wants to go back and do that, then he will. But I, again, you've you got to think about his career and his age. But how would I, I would love to see him do it in a live action, but we have to also consider how old he is. Can Honestly, he stand and do that whole thing, the whole, the whole nine? I don't know. And so given that, may, would it be a good idea to look at other people who have sort of that kind of... I don't know. It's just we'll, we'll he see. Makes that Honestly, role. we don't know. You might as well just bring James Woods back to be to be Hades as well. If you're going to do Danny DeVito, you might as well just get some of those people to come back and, and do it. I, I just don't. I agree. I agree though. Hercules is going to be a, a C-list actor or a no name. I definitely believe Hercules. that. Hercules. Yes, I okay, believe I that. Hades. Uh, Meg is going to be a toss-up. Meg's going to be someone who ha- who can sing, who's very attractive. Um, and then the muses Hades. is really going to be that. Yeah. Hades, I, mean, Hades, I really don't know. Hades could be anybody. Honestly, yeah. it could be anybody. It really, really could be. I really don't know. Who knows? I mean, for all we know, they could announce like next week that they found their, which they I doubt, could. but, but they, they could on, honestly, at this point, they could already know who they want and it's all just about negotiation and like getting them on board. It could be, but you risk this film completely bombing. You really well, first risk of all, they this can't film even, completely bombing. They can't even cast or talk to actors unless they have a director first. The director is the one who is saying, okay, I want, let's, let's, is it director or casting director technically who gets a say? Casting director. The director has a vision, but it's the customer who finds the people who, who replicate the director's vision. So the director might have an idea of saying, okay, I want this person to look like this, this person to look like this. It's up to the casting director to 
go out and find those people and agents to put their actors up for these roles. So really, it we don't know. Um, and then also got to consider the fact that because this is treasured Disney material, whoever the director picks is not a shoe in because Disney might just say, you know what? We really think that in order to make the most money from this film, we need this person. And it's funny that you say that because a lot of films I've seen recently in the past, maybe five years, they'll cast somebody and then it's either the actor or it's somebody else who's like, okay, we're not, we're acting this. We need to find someone else. Exactly. So, and Disney are cutthroat in that, in that regard, they will cut someone for someone else that they think is more likely to make the most money. So I will say though, Disney does do a great job. Disney does a fantastic job with finding their actors. Relatively. I, I, I really, I don't think as far as their live actions are concerned, I don't think we've seen the best people for those roles. I really don't. And I think, I think that, I think Lion King was probably the most significant in the fact that you had people who, you had people who kind of replicated their characters a lot more um, than anything. Uh, Still a little bit upset with be prepared, not being part of the Lion King, but um, yeah. But that's another thing is, is you have to, yes, they can have an incredible voice, like an incredible speaking voice, but they have to sing. And I'm tired of having people who can't sing playing roles that they probably shouldn't. And that's why, again, I still feel very strongly about these films being musicals first and then becoming live action films. I don't believe you can skip that step. I really don't. I mean, we'll see. So we'll see. I'm not really fan casting particularly. I'm just hoping that that it doesn't flop. Because I know a lot lot of my friends are huge Hercules fans and it's something they've been waiting for. And I just, I I mean, you never know. They could could come out in the next like couple months and exactly say like, I think we just want to see justice done to the music. I think that's that's the big thing because it's honestly, I mean, for... Disney films, and I still haven't been pleased by any of the numbers that are show-stopping numbers. There was so much backlash, so much backlash to the fact that Mulan was not going to be a musical. And then we see the trailer, the first trailer drops, like the first official one, and I was kind of blown out of the park because it kind of brings a much more serious tone, which it should because the movie was, I mean, it was was nice, it was witty because of uh, Mushu, but I think this brings a much more, I want to say grown-up tone to the film, for me at least. Because I, I know Mulan wasn't my favorite Disney princess growing up, but seeing how they do it, like, I don't know. For this film, I, I couldn't see it being a, a live-action musical. Again, I think, and you, I think you hit the nail on the head, is you have to also consider a lot of these Disney movies are stories. And they have some sort of either fairy tale story or their their folklore stories. Mm-hmm. So really, as Disney has to decide, are we going down our musical route of saying, okay, we're doing the it the way we did the animated films, or are we stay, saying that given the fact it's going to be live action and we have trained actors who know what they're doing, can we do it more like the actual tales themselves, just with a Which Disney like- stamp on it? This one I feel like is a testing. 
ground because then maybe they can go back and say, okay, well, this next film, since this one did so well, let's try and do, let's try and bring it in as a more serious tone. That way, like, let's try something new. Because I, I, it would be, I would be, I'd still be upset if the Hercules songs weren't in the movie, but I would understand it more if they did it like they're doing Mulan, where they're doing it as the Hercules story, more like the ancient Greek mythology or somewhat tapped into the animated film, but still more realistic than ever. And then you just got to hear the songs from the animated feature in the background as at the soundtrack to the movie. I'd be okay with that, but I'd only be okay with that knowing that in a couple of years time, we were going to get a musical version of the animated film. Well, they're they're doing the acoustic, yeah, they're doing the acoustic version, which I've heard like a cup, I heard reflection, I think in the, yeah, in the like trailer, brief you heard reflection. It twice. Yeah. There was a, no, there was music heard, yeah. for it, and I, yeah. I, it sounded beautiful, to be honest. Like it does, and then it fits the moment. The people honk their or toot their horn way too early when they judge something like that because I know a bunch of films they'll be like, "Okay, that's so stupid. Why are you going that route?" And then they it, it comes out, and they're like, "Okay, I was wrong. It, it was actually really exactly. good." Like, so I feel like Mulan is going to. I feel like Mulan is going to succeed. I feel like Mulan will do well. And I think, I think so. they're going to, they're, te- I think this is like a testing of the ground. I wouldn't be surprised right. if this one did so well that they were like, okay, which, which Disney films can we remake into a live action and not use as a musical? I mean, Cinderella wasn't really a musical growing up. I mean, it had a couple songs, but it wasn't like they weren't singing, singing. It's not, you know, we're talking about movies from like 94, 95. That's like the Disney. Lilo and Stitch wasn't really a musical. So I, I mean. No, not really. They, they have and those. that might work as a live action because we have CGI technology enough to really make a stitch look somewhat realistic. We, we do. So I think that's more possible than anything. But again, if you're going to do Lilo and Stitch, you have to cast Hawaiian actors or, or Pacific. What, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, you know what I'm, I'm saying? You have to cast yeah. Hawaiian natives because otherwise they're just, just dumb. Just At dumb. this Why point, it's just a waiting game. It? it really yeah. is a waiting game to see what they come up with. But you're but right, because I think it's a testing ground in the sense of Disney has to, has to understand what medium do you want to choose that's going to best exactly. depict this story. Because we could do a TV musical, we could do an, a full-on Broadway musical, we could do a live-action movie, maybe even going back and just computer-generating the old movies and making them you know, into, I mean, you have Pixar, you might as well, right? There's so many ways they could go around it that it's really up to them. But again, I genuinely still believe you need people who can sing to carry the show. And I really think you really need a musical first to just to test it, to see how it works. Because if, if Hercules bombs, why even attempt another one? You know, you've done so many, why even go and do another one? At this point, it's honestly just a waiting game. So we'll just have right. to wait and see. And then, of course, we'll spill our thoughts because I know Zach will have a lot of thoughts depending on who is cast. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Disney, staying in the Disney realm, I know you were super excited for this. There is a female-centric Star Wars series um, going to be on Disney+. Plus. It's in development by the Russian doll writer and showrunner Leslie Head- Headland. 
Um, yeah. You were the one who actually pointed out Russian Doll to me. Yes. So I know you must be, what are your thoughts on this? Okay, I'm going to talk about this and it's going to blow your mind because I did a lot more research on it just before we, we jumped into this. And oh, the it's completely, Star Wars story? Oh my gosh, dude. Okay, okay, okay let me, I'm let's ready. go back. So <laughs> um, we know Kathleen Kennedy is in charge of Lucasfilm. And obviously yeah. Lucasfilm and Disney have combined. And uh, it's now a waiting game because the contract for Lucasfilm or Kathleen Kennedy's reign over Lucasfilm is coming to an end soon. Which so, many people are happy for. Right. So we find out that Leslie Headland has, is a huge Star Wars fan and she would like to, she, she posted, she had an interview where she says, you know, uh, she would love Queen Kennedy to bestow upon her the ability to make her own Star Wars film or, or at least a TV series. So we find out that um, Kathleen Kennedy hires Leslie Headland to be uh, the creator of a female-centric Star Wars story. Um, wow. We don't know if it's going to be a film or a TV series. But we find out now it's going to be a Disney Plus series, um, which is great because considering the fact that, you know, Disney's Star Wars material hasn't done a really great job of their female characters. Um, a yes. lot of them have just been standbys to be saved by other men. So it would be cool to get a female-centric Star Wars story. I was all about this. I thought this was going to be the greatest thing ever because it's about time, you know, we, we learn more about the, the women in the Star Wars universe. We find out that the Disney execs were livid at the hiring of Leslie Headland. Huh. Because we also find out that Leslie Headland was the former personal assistant to Harvey Weinstein. Oh, shit. And we also find out that Leslie Headland had some things to say about uh, um, Harvey Weinstein, saying that he was a genius and she was absolutely in love with him. And this was after she made comments saying that she was afraid of Harvey Weinstein. And she goes on to say, oh closer on, that she's in love with him and she thinks he's a genius. And she, she, she loved the fact that he was working with her and she was able to make her films. Um, so then... Disney fan, I mean, Star Wars fans blew up and were like, why are we hiring this woman? She represents everything against uh, female-centric Star Wars characters. Female empowerment. Um, female empowerment. Like, she's like, why are we hiring everything this Everything against, like, the Me Too movement. Everything against everything. it. Everything oh against it. Oh, my God, the tea. So then, so then Headland gets mad at fans because fans are basically boycotting the series before the series has even come out and is now putting significant pressure on the series and on Kathleen Kennedy for hiring um, Headland in the first place. We also find out that Headland is friends with Ryan Johnson and has said that she wants the female centric Star Wars story to have the same tone as the Lost Jedi. So fans yeah. are even more. <laughs> fans are even more you pissed off. You see my this. face when you said Ryan my, Johnson. I was like, shit. It it's blown up. So then we also find <laughs> out that this is the last hire that Kathleen Kennedy is able to make as a as in charge of Lucasfilm before forever forever <laughs> ever this is the last hire she ever gets because once oh she makes God. this hire for this series Star Wars passes over into Disney territory and to also find out that Bob Iger was not notified of the hiring of Headland in the first place. Oh, so my nobody God. knew this happened <laughs> until it dropped and then it was leaked. And then now that the whole world is blown up because, because Star Wars, the Star Wars material is tr they're trying to get Star Wars to be in the same level as Marvel, which a lot of people are upset about because they feel that they're two completely different. Oh, it's two um, completely different material, which aspects. I genuinely believe. But if that's Disney's 
uh, perspective for the, uh, the moving forward, then, you know, what does that say? And especially considering the fact that um, Filoni and Favreau with um, The Mandalorian was more in line with where Disney was going with the Star Wars story and less with what Kathleen Kennedy was doing. And that was actually a huge success. They're now saying, because we didn't get a say into who was hiring this, for this series, we don't, I, I, I have so much to say, but when I did more oh research God. into it, my mind blew up. I thought you so, made more research into the store, like into the female centric. No, like into the, into the whole idea of it. So we don't even know if we're even going to get this thing coming out. Like, we really don't know. They could, but they could hire someone new or Bob Iger could be like, okay, F that, I'm hiring this per- next person because, oh my but, God, Okay, so I agree bad. with you, but, but, but you have to admit, Leslie Headland is an amazing creator because Russian Doll is phenomenal. Like, I, I, and I'd be interested to see what she does. I'd be interested to see what a real Star Wars fan does. However, as, as someone who is not fond that's even like an understatement to say I'm oh, not fond of The Last oh, Jedi, but I'm going to just say it. I was not fond of The Last Jedi. No, so then no to have someone was. who wants to replicate what Ryan Johnson developed completely blows my mind because she already knows it was, a, it was trash. Like it didn't, it didn't do anything for the series. The fans hates it. Why would you anything, even entertain? It, flopped. it completely undid what... J.J. Abrams started with The Force Awakens, and then they go into episode eight. And I mean, I watched episode eight, obviously, right before nine came out. And I was watching, and I think I texted you, and I was like, bro, the story, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, everything kind of, like, unraveled, and it, like, and then J.J. Abrams had to, like, bring everything back together and create more newer storylines because Ryan Johnson legitimately effed up yeah. the last, like, the... Episode eight had so much potential, had so much, had a lot going for it. Could have been the climactic part of where should have been. It should have been the climactic storyline, and would have led us right into an amazing finale. But instead, he left fans with like, okay, so now all of a sudden, um, I forgot his name. Oh my god, Kylo Ren and and uh, Daisy Ridley's character Ray. All of a sudden, they have a, they have a love story now. Like that came out of nowhere. And so originally, you think that her and Finn are gonna be together, and then all of a sudden, her and Kylo Ren are. Ha- I'm like, what? I hate. I despise stories that do that when they start off something. And like, even in Age of Ultron, they did that with Natasha and Banner, and it made no sense. Sorry, You're, but you know what no, I mean. No, no, no. I I completely agree with you. And and I I keep telling people, you know. The Rise of Skywalker is literally J.J. Abrams putting band-aids on the wounds that Ryan Johnson caused. That's a it really wasn't a bad film, though. It really, really what it I is. Liked it. It's 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 J.J. trying to take what I started in seven, put band-aids on the things that he Ryan Johnson such did, a good for and Ryan pull Johnson. back into. Uh, I so so now to find out that we have a Star Wars t- series that's going to depict the Star Wars women. And it's going to have the same kind of dark tone that Ryan Johnson was going for in the right, the Last Jedi. Fans just aren't sure 
what's going on star wars is like dc right now it's just all over the place and they have to like figure out what they want to do next because solo solo ruined it for standalones i will admit that solo put a, a halt on how many on all the standalones they had coming out there was gonna be i feel i think there was a boba fat one coming yeah there was, was a, a couple be. other storylines that were supposed to happen and solo kind of uh depatched that it it let a lot of Star Wars people down. Now, I understand Harrison Ford is the OG solo. OG, you can't touch that. Kind of like you can't touch Iron Man anymore. All that. But, and I think you know where I'm going with this. With, I don't even know his name. Aldrin Elridge or something? Like I know what you're talking. I know you, I, the yeah. guy plays solo, yeah. So I, yeah. Think, I, I think that they just have to kind of recuperate and, and say, okay, where do we want to go next with the storyline the mandalorian doing fantastic but again the mandalorian the mandalorian is doing so well because the mandalorian isn't tied into the actual film exactly and john travel is yeah it it takes place within the timeline but it doesn't it's not exactly it's not like a another story that's in line with the skywalker saga it's it is completely separate so that's why you can do the different things in the mandalorian and 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 make cultural references to star wars movies in the mandalorian and that's why it's working so well that's also why i felt that this female centric series is going to do pretty well because i thought it's going to be like the mandalorian its own thing it makes ties into the canon but it's not actually part of the canon we're getting new stories the same way you know rogue one is really just a new story in itself Solo, different story. Solo was solo. But, uh, but <laughs> it was really a solo. Yeah, it was solo, but uh, you get that. It wasn't going that far. <laughs> you get that. You get that sense that <laughs> Disney choosing to do these Star Wars stories or these stories that are inside the Star Wars universe, their, their own thing is a good idea because it expands the universe. And it also gets away from the Skywalker trilogy, which has been completely <laughs> defamed and distorted by the last uh, sequels. So I was happy about it. But then uh, just doing my research into this a little bit more, I just, I, as a Star Wars fan, I don't even know what to believe. I don't know what's going to happen. And especially knowing that it feels like sabotage, honestly. Because to know that Kathleen Kennedy is making this decision, who I have not been fond of, and I have been on record to say I am not a fan of anything that Kathleen Kennedy is. I don't think anyone's done. a fan of Kathleen Kennedy at this point. So for this to be her last thing and for it to be such a PR nightmare, it's just proof this woman was sabotaging the material from the get-go. I I don't know. I'm just I don't I especially for something that could have been so monumental. Does she have to approve the storyline that these these directors want to go with? For yeah, the she's film? producing it. She she has she's in charge of the material. She's the person that George Lucas set up to be his successor. She probably she's, is. The she's one in who, charge of all of it. She's probably the one who gave J.J. Abrams the idea. Okay, let's let's make uh, Ray's grandfather Palpatine. She probably was like, "We need something more dramatic. This isn't going to work for me." And then they're like, "Okay," and drop that's the, the ball. Problem. And that's the problem with the Star Wars sequels is they draw too much on 
the original saga and the that prequels instead though? of just instead of just doing their own thing and just letting it go. Just let it go and just do your own Star Wars trilogy. Why did we have to go back and pick up these old characters and and try and make allusions to? I, I get why, but like. It, it's it's stupid and the only reason they're doing it is because they know that fans love nostalgia but then you also got to consider the fact that because fans love nostalgia when you mess with nostalgia you get the brunt of it and that's what we're seeing is fans saying you're messing with canon and now you're making new stuff that we don't consider canon canon so now you're changing the whole way that I've never seen mess. so much heat and hatred from one storyline before. I remember I went on to, as soon as Skywalker came out, I think people waited like a few days and they were like making comments and people were like, how, who would even conceive with Palpatine? Or like they were, they, like there were so many jokes about it and it just made me laugh because I was like, who would even, like the storyline... I wish they had hinted at it from the beginning instead of dropping the ball on episode nine like that. Like, I wish we had kind of like a more draw in from Force Awakens, maybe like some more clues saying, okay, like instead they went back and forth, back and forth. And it was kind of obnoxious at that point in episode nine. I'm just like, okay, so her parents are dead, but her grandfather is the source of all evil. Again, like, I feel, I feel like, it would have been so cool to have Ray's parents not be a thing. For her just to be a force user. And, and then for her to kind of be brought under the Skywalkers. Yeah, and just figure it out. Or, or we actually get to see her toss with the possibility of becoming a Sith Lord and, and, and deal with the dark side and, and the light side of the force. Like that would have been more interesting than to say, oh, her parents are really the key to this situation. And really her parents are nobodies when, when you really get down to it, which is what was said, but in some twisted way, she's related to the ultimate evil in the universe. I was like, that, why would that be a thing? That's so dumb. And, and I mean, for I him, get that it, it kind of brought a full circle. I, I understand where they were going, where, okay, let's bring a full circle, where Kylo Ren is the spawn of, of Leia and Han. Now, their parents were destroyed by Palpatine, so, like, let's bring a full circle. But they could have done, maybe, like, if they there was a Palpatine successor. Maybe if somebody took over Palpatine's brain and said, okay, you are like, that would have been better instead of completely bringing him back. I've gone on record and I've said that (laughs) Disney messed up the moment that Kylo Ren took his mask off. Oh, in episode seven? Yes. The moment he took his mask off, Disney messed up. That could have dragged out for at least... For for a while, I mean, you think so? the, yeah, because you set up okay. Seven completely replicates a new hope, like oh, almost shot for shot, like thematically wise. Seven is exactly the same as a new hope, and fans have, have talked about it, and some fans have hated it. Some fans have been like, you know what, I don't really care. It's kind of cool to see that we're starting off from a foundation that has already been, you know, cemented. Right? Yeah, we're starting off with something that's canon. As soon as you take off the mask of who's supposed to be the most evil person in the universe, or at least the ultimate villain, and you make him into a teenage boy who has temper tantrums every, every so often, like you completely negate the, the power of 
this individual, the same way George Lucas messed up with Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace by killing him in the first episode. Oh, yeah. Because we need that ultimate villain to kind of go through the whole thing. And I get why they didn't do that. And it was cool. The way they weaved Palpatine back into being the Emperor, like, it works. I, 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 I've got to say. But I felt they messed up with Kylo Ren in that aspect. They also messed up with Rey and the whole idea of her parents because the whole point of Star Wars is saying, you know, anybody could be a hero. You could be from the most unlikely place in the universe and save the universe. And they even comment on it, or they, they have that shot with that kid at the end of um, A New Hope, uh, no, The Force Awakens, where he, he force pulls the broomstick, and you see that this kid's a Jedi. Was it, was it The Force Awakens? I think it was episode eight, Last Jedi. The, the Last end. Jedi. So you have that scene, which, which is cool, because that's what you want, and you want anybody to believe that they could be any of these characters. And it's cool that Rey's are a protagonist, and you know, female empowerment, and we're all for that. So I thought they were going on a good route, but they messed up in that aspect. Um, that storyline with Poe, with that girl, I forgot her name, but that should have been expanded on more, or at least got more insight into that. There's so much stuff they messed up about that. Now I just don't know whether it's even worth, you know. Expanding on and going further with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've killed the Skywalker story, but again, I just don't know what, we don't know what Leslie has in mind for this this series. We don't know who's going to be the protagonist. One would hope they give Rose her justice and, and we get more insight into her, maybe. There is a rumor she's getting a standalone Disney Plus series. Or Jin or Urso. We get, like, Jin's formative years or something. That could be cool. I, I don't know, but... Uh, you, just, you just lose faith in those in control of, of this material. And... It's just sucky because Leslie shows so much promise in what she could produce. You know, Russian Doll is so deep and so interesting that it would be cool to see some sort of Star Wars twist. I I really do think it would be an interesting story, but I just just lost faith. You feel like you've been cheated almost. I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I like the series enough to know that I I agree with you. And I think there was so much potential with the last three Skywalker films that it, it could have brought justice to all those fans who have been waiting 40 years for this to end. And, for, and the way they just ended it, I do have to say it was very... Uh, I like the ending of Sky- Rise of Skywalker because it kind of like had promise for another maybe like spinoff series for some of them. But at, at this point, we don't even know. But with um, speaking of a spinoff series, Cassian, actually, they just announced for Cassian that his series will take place years before Rogue One. So mm-hmm. a lot of fans are very hopeful and they, they have said, OK, good. So this means that if it's a good show, we'll get a few seasons out of it like the mandalorian right so i think i would be happy with that if it led right up to the moment because rogue one ends off 10 minutes before a new hope starts yeah which i liked i i honestly and i say this every single time rogue one was one of my it's probably my number one favorite star wars film um 
just because it did feel like a Star Wars film to me. It felt like... It works because it lives within the universe, but it isn't necessarily tied into what we know to be Star Wars. And that's where the success comes from, especially in these later dates, because what it does is it forces new fans to then go back and look at the original trilogy Which I did. And, and the prequels to then understand where this movie sits. And that's what you want. You want people to be able to look at what started the whole thing and then see, oh, wow, this all connects together. Wow, this is really huge. This is a huge universe. And you're, you're more likely to get away with more stuff when you do it that way, where you do it so its own story, its own thing that has remnants of Star Wars in it you're more likely to have more artistic freedom. If Ryan Johnson made The Last Jedi as like an own standalone film that had nothing to do with Star Wars, I think it would have worked. I think the fact that you're making, whatever you're doing at this point, you're making canon is the problem. And I think if Disney just, if, if, if Kathleen Kennedy just said, you know what, episodes one through six are untouchable, we're not going to touch that material. That's it. Skywalker Saga is over at six, right? Then it makes seven, eight, and nine more interesting if they were just their own standalone films. Or maybe they were their own trilogy outside of the Skywalker Saga. And I think if Rey was just a standalone protagonist who we didn't know and we were discovering and we're figuring out who she is, and it had nothing to do with the Skywalkers, would have been more interesting. I agree. Uh, Again, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I do enjoy the series. And I think that I, I, I agree with your point. I think it would be more interesting if seven through nine wasn't part of the saga, but I, I think what they did with it was, it was a good send off for Star Wars fans. Some Star Wars fans, I think some hated it. Some liked it. Some were like, okay, this is what I needed. Uh-huh. I mean, nine, I love nine, to be honest. That one was, it, it it brought a lot of full circle stuff for me. But yeah, I see you're disagreeing. No, I don't agree with you, sadly. Um, That's okay. I mean, ex- in, in that sense, like, I'm not as... I, I'm not as knowledgeable with Star Wars as I am with, obviously, Marvel. So, Star Wars, for me... I mean, I can admit episode eight wasn't the best. I know that. I go back and I watch. I'm like, it has a completely different tone, a completely different aspect to it. Episode seven did feel like a new hope. It had those vibes and then had like the trio. And then episode nine was trying to piece back stuff from episode seven. And then episode eight, we had Carrie Fisher almost getting killed off then bring back back being brought back to life and i feel like in that moment jj abrams was just like what the hell so it, it, I, it all yeah. depends it's your preference it's your it's your take on it everyone has different point of views to how they would have liked to seen the skywalker saga end right and but that's with any any kind of series any kind of film any show everybody has their own opinion and that's what sucks about like nowadays is the internet is so formidable they're so the everyone voices their opinion they'll mm-hmm. say oh they, this person sucks and we t- we talked about that 
literally two days I ago. I mean, that, said, that's literally what we're doing. <laughs> it's exactly. Nothing There's nothing different. We're doing exactly the same thing. No, but exactly. I guess I'm interested to, to hear what your thoughts are yes. on it, especially as a woman and a star, someone who likes Star Wars. What, wh- how, do you, how do you get around this? How do you kind of piece this back together? From my perspective? For yeah, like with Star Leslie Headland and... The, no, oh. I'm talking about with um, Leslie Headland's female-centric Star Wars story. Like, like, do you still think this is going to be a thing? Do you think that she's done so much damage already that she's ruined it? Um, no, because I think... I think considering the fact that... I'm an optimist. We both know mm-hmm. this. I'm very optimistic. I think since we have had powerful women in the star wars universe we've had mm-hmm. ray um i'm so bad at names the the lead from rogue one janessa yes i think if star wars fans are really wanting this kind of series to come about or this film whatever they decide to make it i think that they it, it's up to disney and lucasfilm more so probably bob Iger, to determine if I think it's about time that if a complete female-centric story came out, seeing how they deal with things in, in the Star Wars universe. Uh-huh. I think that if they're really going to want... I think if they want this film to come about, they're going to either fire Leslie, which is, at this point, it's it's inevitable, if, especially since working with Harvey Weinstein, um, and being someone who is very into the Me Too movement, I think that it, it would probably be best even though she is uh-huh. even though you do like her work um i feel like there would be so much controversy around it with her involved yeah and it, it it's really all up to disney at this point i mean i could go on and say how much how it could affect storylines but i don't know i i really think yeah. that if they're gonna make it work i think that it, it's about time that a, a complete female cast comes about mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think Kathleen ruined it for Leslie by hiring her without Bob Iger's knowledge. Exactly. And which is where, which is sad. It is. And And I think, I think, I think Disney, I think Disney could have talked with Leslie and and found a way using their marketing and PR teams to, you know, circumnavigate Leslie's Weinstein comments um, and still See, being able to make. Up. She shouldn't have, she should have done her research first before she hired somebody and right kathleen messed up way back and said and and if she saw she was harvey weinstein's assistant she should have said okay i don't want to bring you onto the as much as i would love to have you onto the project i'm sure there's somebody else who could do the job just as just as good as you can and especially because if she knew how much controversy like she had to have known that this story would have came out i mean i haven't heard the story but i'm sure like it it would have made an appearance somewhere it would have blown up and it would have yeah and then can you even imagine if if somebody had dug this up right around the time this show or movie would have came out like that would have been that would have been even worse and i i guarantee you kathleen kennedy would not have had a job Leslie Headland would have been, but uh, Kathleen was already coming out of a job. 
You well, know, I'm saying, it's like, if, if this <laughs> she, was not the end of her reign right now, if she had another year or two and this show had come out, she probably would have been blackballed or blacklisted from the, yeah, I, for not I, doing her I, research. I think Kathleen messed up and I think it just puts the ball in Disney's court even more so to have complete control over the material because. Which I'm sure I they could do a much better job and find somebody who is. I just think it's sad. I think it's sad because because you can tell Leslie loves Star Wars, and it would have been oh, cool I'm, I'm to sure. get it, her take. But just just in the midst of what's going on, it's a bad idea. And, <laughs> and and I think Disney what they Disney probably would do is they would have Leslie write a couple episodes and then kick her off find someone new and someone to re redo Leslie's work maybe, or, or even just wait until Kathleen's gone and then find someone else completely to do the project. I just. And it sucks that because it, it, it sucks as a woman because it, a man who she worked for is determining her jobs now pretty much because who she worked for. And now with all of his controversy it's really sad to see how it brings down some women. And I know like a lot of actresses get, they, they get shit on too because they worked with him and people are like, okay, now I don't want to work with you because you have been, you, you worked Mm -hmm. for him at one point and Mm -hmm. it sucks. And that's one of the reasons why I, I think, I think it has less to do with the fact that she worked for him. It has more to do with the fact that she, it was in support of him. And I think then the fact that she was in support of him to then her being in complete control over a female-centric story, which, yes, she's a woman, so that works. But then it's so ironic, and there's no way around that. So then Disney's thinking, okay, so we have someone who's in support of an alleged rapist, and then... (laughs) We're going to give her the keys to the kingdom to write something. Nope. (laughs) And then we have another woman who already is in charge over the material who hired this woman to then... It doesn't mix well. It doesn't mix... It's bad. No matter how you look at it, it's bad. And so I was like, I just don't see how this is going to work. I really think that Disney's going to postpone this project let Kathleen ride at her last days. Leslie's not going to shoot her movie. And then this is going to take the idea and find someone else and give it to someone else. And that's just heartbreaking for Leslie. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see, we'll see what happens. If, we'll see yeah. if anything we'll f- else comes about this. As soon as it does, I will let you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on this like white on rice. I, <laughs> I have to know what happens. This is ridiculous. Please let me know, because I'm really curious. 